Today, the mortgage stress traffic accident is coming into view. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, where I've posts covering finance prop news with a distinctively Australian flavour. Well, funnily enough, now we are finding that more analysts are talking about mortgage stress. This is something, of course, that I've been on about for quite some time, as the momentum to buy property increased at the same time that interest rates started to rise and incomes didn't. Now, more people are highlighting the pressures. And in fact, the latest is from AMP, who wrote, The significant increase in interest rates in Australia since May 2022 is leading to questions about the risk of household mortgage stress. So they go through this issue in their latest econocytes. They say Australian household debt as a share of income is sitting around a record high at 189% of income, which is significantly above most of our global peers. And the majority of this debt is in housing. This makes Australian households vulnerable to changes in home prices and interest rates, with the risk of mortgage stress increasing as home prices fall and interest rates are increased. Traditionally, they say, mortgage stress was a loose term applied to housing-related spending, either through mortgage or rent, that exceeded 30% of income. However, this is a very blunt definition, and in some capital cities of Australia, some households already spend more than that share of income on housing repayments. There are broader ways to measure mortgage stress, they say, such as negative equity is where the value of the dwelling is worth less than the purchase price, and some recent buyers are falling into negative equity as home prices fall. Australian national dwelling prices have declined about 9% since their peak in April 2022, taking prices back to July 2021 levels. On the Reserve Bank of Australia's own figures, half a percent of loans are currently in negative equity, and this will rise to 1% if home prices fall another 10%, which is close to their forecast for the peak to trough fall in prices. A housing price crash, which would see prices fall another 20%, would see negative equity loans rising to 4% of total loans, which is still low, but this underestimates the risks for new loans. Another 20% fall in prices would see 10% of new loans go into negative equity. The implications of households falling into negative equity are, firstly, a negative wealth effect, which is either realised through selling or unrealised when you see the value of your asset declining, a rise in mortgage prisoners, which are those borrowers trapped with their current lender at an uncompetitive rate because refinancing is not possible as the value of the dwelling has declined, and increasing risk for the banks as a decline in the value of assets on its balance sheet means the need to hold more capital. The level of Australian mortgage delinquencies, those which are overdue on their mortgage by at least 30 days, is low, ticking up only marginally from its bottom of 0.8% in October 2022 to 1% in December. Further increases are likely from here as home prices decline and as higher interest rates increase the risk of repayment challenges. The pandemic broadened the availability of financial institution support plans like payment deferrals, which may keep delinquencies lower than otherwise. 
the risk of delinquency rises with higher risk lending. And over the past two years, risky lending did increase slightly with a rise in high debt to income loans, those above six times, although interest only loans were still well down from 2015 highs and high loan to value lending has also been constrained. A significant increase in mortgage repayments due to higher interest rates is the biggest risk to household spending in 2023. Households interest costs as a share of income reached a bottom of 4.4% in March 2022, thanks to the decline in interest rates over the pandemic, and have now increased around 7%. But this measure also includes households that do not have a mortgage, so it dilutes the impact for indebted households. But the lags involved with monetary policy means that this measure is underestimating the increase in mortgage servicing costs to households that will hit households in coming months. Variable mortgage holders, 70% of the loans outstanding, see repayment changing around three months after the LBA adjusts the cash rate. And fixed mortgage holders, about 30% of outstanding loans, are only impacted when the loan term expires, with most fixed loans set for two to three years in Australia. The majority of this impact will happen this year as around 880,000 fixed loans are going to expire in the next 12 months and will reset to mortgage interest rates that are much higher. The average household in Australia has a mortgage of around $600,000 across variable and fixed loans and as a rough guide, monthly mortgage repayments are due to increase by around $13,000 per year if we account for the full increase in the cash rate so far by 325 basis points. So the question then becomes whether households have enough cash flow to meet those additional repayments. RBA analysis on variable rate households show that close to 40% of mortgage holders would see a decrease in cash flow of 40% or more if interest rates were to increase by 350 basis points and 15% would have negative cash flows after those rate rises. So for the average household, it would appear that to meet those additional repayments, households will have to cut down on spending, most likely discretionary, tap into savings or find additional income if this is available through increasing work hours or getting another job. But this is not possible for most people and is even harder to do in an environment of a rising unemployment rate. And there are also some positive offsets for households that would assist meeting additional repayments, including the value of Australian household accumulated savings is worth around $250 billion or around $26,000 per household. But of course, that's an average and it's not spread uniformly, thanks to fiscal transfers and interest rate cuts during the pandemic. Savings will be run down over 2023 as interest rates increase and higher inflation lifts the cost of living. But it could take most of 2023 to completely run down total savings. Yesterday, we saw that the savings ratio dropped further, though, from the ABS. However, most of those savings are concentrated high income earners. On the RBA, on our own estimates, the median household is sitting on between 10 to 15 months worth of additional prepayments between offset and redraw accounts, which can be used to meet additional repayments. But drawing down on those prepayments would end up lifting monthly repayments and extending the life of the loan. High prepayments are a protection against forced home selling, but would only be used when absolutely necessary. And for new borrowers, those prepayment buffers are much smaller compared to outstanding loans. So they say, in our view, the risk of mortgage stress lies with recent borrowers, those who have taken out loans between 2020 and 2022, which is around 62% of outstanding housing loans. These households have not had time to build prepayment buffers, 
have faced large declines in home prices, have had very large repricing of mortgage rates, and are more likely to have taken out larger loans and will probably not stress tested for the current interest rate rises. We think that the downside risks to the household sector is greater than the RBA and most commentators are estimating, they say. Financial market pricing assumes that the RBA cash rate will reach around 4.2%, it's currently at 3.35%, while we remain on the other side of consensus and think the cash rate will peak at a lower level of around 3.6%. So two observations. It is interesting that AMP does start to talk about cash flow, but of course, I measure mortgage stress purely in cash flow terms, money in, money out. And secondly, they still do average across households, including those which do not borrow. That, of course, distorts the picture. But they are on the right track, and certainly we're going to see higher levels of mortgage stress ahead. And just to compound that and confirm it, Roy Morgan reported today that they are seeing further rises in mortgage stress on their metrics. Again, they use a different series to what we use, but there are significant numbers now in mortgage stress, and they are expecting this to be one of the highest levels of mortgage stress for many years. So I think we're going to hear a lot more about mortgage stress ahead as the high interest rates hit home, as cash flows are under pressure, and as real wages still are under water when it comes to inflation. This was all predictable, of course, and I've been raising this for some time. But a few more people are now getting it. Pity, though, because it will be very late, perhaps too late, for many households. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time. <music>